today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Friends turns 25. Why has it remained a uh, staple in viewing, especially with Netflix now, uh, people eating it up at least for a while? And and but another interesting question: Would shows like Friends see the success they have uh, in a, in this new world that we now live in, in the new technological world that we live in, uh, which has? Uh, things like Netflix has services such as this, as opposed to just the three general networks that uh, were producing all these shows way back when. To talk more about all of this, let's bring in Robert Thompson, founding director of the Blyer Center for Television and Popular Culture, Syracuse University, and is with us now. Robert, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Why is this show still popular? Is it just as popular as it always was, especially in reruns? Well, it, it, when uh, Netflix uh, said they were going to take it off, uh, their subscribers had a collective fit, and that's why they paid an enormous amount of money to squeeze one more year out of it. They're, then it's going to leave uh, Netflix. But for all of this fancy stuff that we've got on Netflix and Hulu and uh, uh, Amazon Prime and all the rest of it, it's these old shows like Friends and The Office uh, that a lot of people are spending a lot of time uh, watching. And you ask a very interesting question at the opening, that uh, could a show like this uh, uh, exist today? The fact is that uh, uh, the most successful show uh, of the past decade was a lot like Friends, The Big Bang Theory, which just went mm. off the air a couple of uh, uh, months ago. For all of the Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones and Atlanta, these wonderfully literate and creative and interesting shows, by far the most successful show, uh, far and away above all of that fancy stuff, was a simple Friends-like sitcom. And The Big Bang Theory and Friends had an awful lot in common. Uh, I remember watching somebody, and it may have been in on, on one of Jerry Seinfeld's Comedian in Cars uh, Getting Coffee episodes, but they were talking about uh, how network uh, sitcom uh, TV has changed with, obviously, uh, the, pro- the prolim- prolifer- proliferation of things like Netflix. Uh, and they said, you know, look at the stats of Big Bang Theory compared to Seinfeld. And they were pretty much slagging it, saying that this show would never even survive in those days because uh, just simply it was wasn't there compared to what Friends, uh, Cheers, and, and Seinfeld were bringing to the table. And that they were saying that was sort of the last bastion of this type of television, but they didn't, critically, they didn't think it was as, as deep as it, it could have been. Well, I don't think the Big Bang Theory was as uh, uh, as interesting as Seinfeld was. Seinfeld really was a classic, though there's a lot of episodes of Seinfeld that make us very uncomfortable to uh, uh, to watch today. But I think they're wrong about the whole idea of uh, uh, it couldn't survive. If Seinfeld were on today with all of this competition in streaming and cable mm. services, it wouldn't get the numbers that it got before. Um, I mean, it is extraordinary how a show like Big Bang Theory not only oftentimes beat practically all of the competition except football, it beat all of the competition except football even when it was in reruns. Those numbers were not as high as they were uh, uh, in Seinfeld, and that's because people have so many more choices than Mm. they did uh, uh, back then. I will agree that I don't think the Big Bang Theory was quite the uh, artistically uh, the series that Seinfeld was, but it demonstrates that the old-fashioned, old-school idea of a traditional sitcom 
if you get the right one, mm. uh, can still, in fact, get bigger audiences and make more money uh, than all of this other stuff that uh, gets all the uh, uh, gets all the Emmys. Although Big Bang Theory did actually get quite a few Emmys itself. Uh, with something so successful, we always see reboots, reissues, what have you. Why not here? Why is this one not coming back? Well, I think part of it is that it would be hard to get that entire uh, six-member staff together. But uh, let's, let's not rule it out. I think this is something that could uh, happen. All six members of the Brady Bunch are coming back in a couple of days on HGTV. Um, uh, all of the living members, main members of uh, Beverly Hills 90210 are now in the uh, toward the end of their uh, uh, reboot. We've had Will and Grace. We've had Roseanne. Um, so this this could uh, uh, could still happen. Um, I don't think it's terribly likely, um, and I'm not sure it would be terribly good if it did happen. Uh, that's the thing. This show so critically acclaimed. Uh, anything you do at this point does that only water it all down? Well, that all depends on what they do. I mean, there have been reboots that have in fact been way better than the original uh battlestar galactica the show that played in the uh, late 70s um compared to the reboot which was far and away a better uh, uh, a better series um uh, the, the the reboot of one day at a time was so much better than the original one day at a time but friends does have a certain special place in the hearts of about a generation and a half uh, of people, uh, and I think it'd be hard, especially with the original cast, um, uh, to pull that off. And if you got a new cast, then it, it wouldn't really be friends, because getting six people together living in New York as singles is about like, 70 different sitcoms that aren't friends. <laughs> Good point. Robert Thompson has been with us, founding director of the Blyer Center for Television and Popular Culture at Syracuse University. Robert, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Have a great weekend. And you too. Thank you. The Scott Thompson Show. Weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.